Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Wired Access. We'll do it live. Wired Access. Do it live. Wired Access. We'll do it live. Wired Access. Welcome to a Herd App production of Wired Access Podcast. I'm your host, DJ K-Dub Omaha. To my left, I have actually one of my former basketball players from Concordia High School, Quentin McCafferty. Man, as we call him Q, I, I had to ask him his last name only because I've only called him Q. Like, I know his last name, but I'm a Niners fan, so I have McCaffrey. I didn't want to mess uh, it up. To his left, we have one of his coaches from the youth and one of my fellow coaches that, that was the head coach of the Junior Titans and is still running a part of that organization, Josh Luth. Josh, Quentin, welcome to the show this is an honor for me and Josh more than Q knows. Uh, Q has made a big decision on his next level. And as you guys know, with if you watch a show, um, we don't like to interfere when kids are going through that process. We don't like to, um, you know, notice or say anything about it. We like to talk to him afterwards because that stress is enough. Why have to talk to someone about it when you get to explain how you went through the process? Josh, you coached him at a younger age when he was growing and learning his body, and and you're a tall guy like himself, but now he towers over you. What do you remember when you first met Q? And uh, make sure to reset that mic for yourself. Yep, yep, yeah. Uh, so I remember when we're we're holding tryouts at Liberty Middle School, and uh, this this six foot kid walks in. I think we're sixth graders. I think we're sixth yeah. graders, right? When you came over our program, uh, so we'd kind of had our our group for a while already, and and uh, all of a sudden this this kid walks in. I see his dad too. His dad's six 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 seven. I'm like, oh, all right, okay, he's big. Well, let's <laughs> let's see what he can do. Uh, and then just each, everything, every drill that we went through, um, when we got up and down the court, he can move. He had, uh, he was already starting to grow into his body, right? Usually when you see guys, kids at that age, um, when he was starting to grow, he's not able to catch the ball. He's a little awkward, but everything was already starting to, he had it, you know, you could just tell he had it. And, uh, uh, I was very excited very quickly when, when you came into the gym that day and after the tryouts were done, uh, I knew that we had something special. Well, and Q, do you remember when you came to the Titans organization? What did you play before you came down to Papillion? So I played at Omaha uh, Omaha Academy for basketball for most of my career. Then my parents got really upset with what they were doing there. So then we were looking around at different organizations and somehow they found you were actually the last tryout I ever did that year. <laughs> so if you didn't pick Save the me, best for last, right? <laughs> yeah. If you didn't pick me, I was not playing select basketball that year. And so I remember just going in there. And now that I've talked to my dad about it more and more, it's like I am surprised that you even picked me by what. Because I remember you told him something, and now he tells me that 
you pretty much i walked in the gym i palmed the basketball and threw it right to the other kid and you're like what is going on here yes yes <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah but that's what I like, though. You you remember those moments, and obviously your your parents are well involved. Going from Concordia and having to travel to Papillion, what was that like to you? Because I could tell you when I took my own son who played on your team, and I would take him from Papillion down to South Omaha after school and after all activities, he's almost falling asleep by the time we get to practice. Brooks, sorry, sorry my good. son here. <laughs> you're good, Gotta buddy. Got to skip ads. There you go, bud. <laughs> We'll clean that up. But anyways, as I was saying, you know, what do you remember about your trips? Because you were a kid that had to travel. You were coming from Concordia, which is way north northwest, and you're coming down to Papillion. What were those those moments like? And were you the kid that was like, man, these just feel forever? Because I know my feeling as a dad sometimes that feels forever. It wasn't terrible at all. So my parents, one lives in Papillion right now. Another one lives right next to Concordia. So most of the time, right after practices, I'll just go stay with my dad who lives right over next to the school. And my grandma would usually pick me up, drive to his house, and he would come pick me up from the house, take me to practice, and we'd go back. I'd have to get up earlier the next morning to go to school. But it was all worth it at the end of the day because it was just fun. See, and that's the thing that I like to always make sure people understand. Like, there's sacrifices that you continue to take. What was another sport that you remember coming up that you really – you liked, but it wasn't basketball, and it wasn't what you loved. What, what, what was that sport that you I played? Got, I got two, actually. I got swimming and baseball. Okay. All right. And that baseball, what was your what was your position there, and, and what was the best part that you liked about that game? I was mostly a first baseman and, and pitcher. The favorite part of that game was just getting to chill out in the dugout during, like, in between innings with your buddies and just talk it up, just have fun. And then what made you finally decide to give that game up to, to continue with basketball? It was more like a coach just said, we're only going to use you in the pitching spot. You're not playing any other spot. So it was pretty much an easy decision for my parents to make at that time. Like, you're not going to play anymore. Well, there, there's a lot that I remember because you were playing for us when those decisions were made. And I, I, I remember seeing just a body transformation. You know, I remember you getting taller. You're starting to bike. You're starting to do things. Swimming obviously picked up for you. Josh, when you see a kid that's coming in and and their body is changing so much and you're obviously dealing with it as you're continuing, what's some of the things that you might have given them as pointers or things that you remember talking to? Because you went through that as a kid. You're not afraid to say you were a big, younger yeah. kid. And then when you hit that growth spurt, you, you really grew into yourself. Uh, um, I don't know what what advice I had for you. Uh <laughs> Other than, huh? You had none. I have probably, probably didn't have any, yeah. Because uh, your growth were a little more than mine, right? And I didn't hit mine until probably junior year of high school. Uh, I didn't even start playing varsity basketball until my junior year of high school. Uh, but but like we discussed earlier, you you had something different. And I remember you talking to me. Uh, sorry if I go off, off no, subject a little good. bit. No, you're good. That's why I um, love it. I remember you saying something about how uh with one of the programs they wanted you to just be post a post player with your height uh and with us uh coming from my background right as a tall guy on our team we were a five out offense and i instantly saw with you there's no reason just to stick you in the post we might have won some more basketball games if we would have just fed him to, you know fed him, the ball fed the him, post. Fed him. uh but we were looking bigger picture right how are we going to get you better for the future how are we going to get you ready for high school ready for a collegiate athlete or 
for college, right? Um, and for a stretch five, for the things that you were able to do at an eighth grade level for a seventh grade level, shooting a three was just, uh, it was incredible. But he grew into his body a lot better than I did. Yeah. Uh, and- a lot faster too. <laughs> Q, when you think back to those travel days, what was some of the memories that you have? I mean, obviously, I think one of my favorite is when we went to Kearney and we're playing the extreme West Nebraska and we're playing, you know, like teams from over there where you're just like those kids wanted to kick your tail no matter how tall you were. What were some of those memories that you remember from playing on the travel team? The best one that I ever remember, I I remember my brother was like, we and this is when he was playing for your second team because yep. he didn't have enough guys. We went out to eat, and then immediately that I was like, I'm usually never the person that shows up late. I'm usually there 30 minutes early because that's just the way my dad taught me. Like either show up the game before or right before halftime. And we show up right after tip starts. And he's like, Where have you been? And I was like, My brother had to eat. And it, that was probably one of my best memories from that trip. But it was also just fun just to see what other players do besides just in Omaha, just in Kansas, just in Iowa. I, I think that's probably one of the hardest things about select basketball is you have where you, you're local, but you're constantly playing the same teams. You're constantly not seeing a challenge. Obviously, you had to make decisions for high school. You could have chose Papillion South because you were in the area. You had coaches talking to you. You choose Concordia. What was that decision like for you, and how did you and your parents come across that? So my brother was actually playing for the var- playing with the varsity head coach's son on a select team in like fifth or fourth grade. So he started talking to my parents. Now they're like great friends. They just met. They just talk to each other all the time, and they like help me out whenever I need help, and I do vice versa. So he that so once they they wanted to get me to Concordia as soon as possible, like fifth grade year, but they were so full that I couldn't go there. So I just went my sixth grade year and I've just stayed there ever since makes an easier transition. Josh, of course you were part of that recruiting of wanting to help get Q to Papio South, but you also understand the family side of it. The best part is your relationship with his parents and even with Elliot. What was that like knowing that you're training him to go elsewhere, but you still, that's your player. Uh, You know, I, because I I've got the ties to South with with Coach Heizer and and obviously coaching Cooley and uh, a couple other uh, administrators and and coaches kids at at for the Junior Titans program now. But uh, it it's uh, what was the question again? Sorry. No, just like <laughs> going through that process, knowing that no matter what you say to this kid, he's gonna go. He's to, gonna, he's, go, he's gonna elsewhere, go elsewhere, yeah. even when you're trying to, you know, because. Some coaches get defensive in that aspect, yeah. you know, but you had to be that middleman between the Titans and yeah, between. I'm sorry about You're this, all guys. right. There we go. Skip ads. There you go, bud. Um, it's the middleman part. So there was never much pressure from, from Hezer or Cooley, right, to, to yeah. get him there. It was obviously, hey, if he, he lives in a district, this was before, you know, we don't want to get anybody in trouble or anything, right? This was uh, probably before the open enrollment part, but he had – you were in Papio South District already, so you had the options of either Concordia or South. Um, and I think that as much as I wanted you to go to South, there was the small school part of me where I was from a, a C2 school. Uh, and the opportunities that I had at a C2 school, uh, whereas if you were at a Papio South, he might not have gotten as much time early. Uh, whereas with Concordia, freshman year, 
you're already getting playing time sophomore year more and more and more and becoming such a big part of it to where Concordia is now as a program. Um, so I, I, I truly, I was happy for you to go no matter, you know, wherever you wanted to go. As long as you were happy, uh, I, I was going to be happy too. Well, and, and I just, I felt like one of the best parts from your parents that us as coaches was, is they wanted us to be real. They wanted us to not hold anything back. And I say that because some parents felt like there was times where if we got in his face, they were like, what is this coach doing? Uh, I remember that. Yep. And I, got, what, what I, I know don't, that story. I what, know that story. To It was a terrible play on my part, which he should have yelled at me. So we it was like fourth quarter in a summer league game. I went up to go block a ball, even though he was going to miss the layup anyways. I swung my arm, got lucky, and he could call for the foul. You slapped me on the back of the head, and there was a parent right next to you yes. going, why did that coach do that? And you turn around and go, if you met his parents, you would know yes. exactly what happened. And, and what did that mean to you to know that, yeah, he's your coach, but your parents are right behind what he's teaching you? Like that, That's got to make that experience better in the fact of going, they're on the same page. It's like you said, the reason you left the program is because the page was turned and it wasn't on the same page. What was that like? And, and uh, obviously coach Josh getting up in the, in the Q's face. It was fun because there was times where it was like, he would be right there supporting me. Like I'm doing a good job. He'd tell me I'm doing a good job. I'm, if I'm doing a bad job, I expect him to tell him to do a bad job. That's why I went to like all my elite right at during high school during the summer is because he was straight up with me. He would, he was no horseplay. You play this way. You don't play this way. Now it was all game for that. And that's probably what helped me with the college part of it. But it was also my parents just trusting him to be able to lead me in the right direction. To, to be honest, you've helped me more than you think you have with like my life and my life decisions. I appreciate that. And, and, and really Josh, did. of course, you're you're growing in your own as coaching. You started. I remember the first yep. day you came in and you go, I, I, I got asked to do this. I'm stepping up. I want to do this, but I'm learning. Do you even remember that first day of life? I, I, uh, yeah. And I, would you ever expect after a couple years that like you do have that impact more than you get told or more than, you know, uh, I, I, you know, I am so appreciative of the, of the opportunity to have, gotten to coach you but also just so many other kids and, and meeting so many families um and i never uh I, I didn't quite understand the impact coaches had on on kids lives youth lives uh even from what coach Bronick had on mine i don't think i truly understood it until i was on the other side of it um and working with these guys and and, and seeing them outside of a basketball gym uh, and still getting called, hey, coach, how you doing? Uh, Q still, Q and his dad and his brother still show up for our, our summer or in, you know, our, our winter league games. Um, we'll be over at Iowa West and I see this six nine six ten kid walking. I'm like, what is Q doing here right now? He's just, he just wanted to come watch a game and, and come hang out. And, uh, but what, what you just said right there is uh, what that means more to me than you'll ever know. <laughs> I'm not going to cry right now. Uh, <laughs> He's but, not crying. You know, you're crying. No, yeah. Uh, it, that is why we do it, right? That is, yes. that is why I've decided to make a change in my life and go to school to try and, and get into teaching and coaching and, and continue to make an impact on kids' lives. And 
but also just continue to try and learn to get better and how can we help them in a better way, right? And you, you did a great job. You were around, you had so many kids already uh, and you had been part of coaching and everything with that. And so you helped me so much as a coach uh, become better with that aspect. Well, and like my biggest thing is I've, I've always told people like my game's football. I'm not going to lie. Yep. But in basketball, you tell me what you want me to do or what you want the kids to do. I'm going to keep them doing what they're doing. And of course, between me and Matt, we took the most licks from Q because <laughs> you're, of course, coaching. Yeah. And they're like, all right, someone's got to guard Q. Someone's got to give size. Now, of course, Q, you have these relationships with these kids. What was it like when you went through high school and you you, you kind of had to go through some decisions where not everybody makes those same decisions of staying with sports and dedicating to sports. Um, so then you could get to where you are today. It was hard. One of the, one of like my best friends uh, from six, my sixth grade year, first year at Concordia, I knew him from OSA and just hanging around there. I met him and unfortunately he quit basketball. This is, a, this would have been his fourth year with the high school program. I wish he would have stayed, but it was well, – I respect his decision. I'm not going to say why he left. And it was it hurt because I knew I would at least have a chance to play with him. And it's like not very many people you can say you played sixth grade through high, through senior year with. And it's like you just don't see that. And then like my ex-girlfriend that I was dating, she was actually going to meet you at a basketball oh, game, man. funny enough. So he said girlfriend. We all know how that it could easily <laughs> off track yeah. your basketball yes. career, yeah. but go ahead. No, she actually helped me out more than she ever thought because it was always I'd be in a it would either be I'm at gym lifting weights in a basketball court doing schoolwork or at home. She just gave me that outlet just to get away. That's probably what else helped me the most was her just giving me that outlet to get away from basketball and be like, because she she yelled at me a couple of good times for just bringing up basketball all the time when we're hanging out. And it's like, it just helps when you have somebody that you can just get away from the sport. Yep. Well, and I'm glad you brought that up, Josh, being in the select teams. Do you feel like basketball all year round is taken over? And it ain't just basketball. It's just sports in general. Sorry, we got a countdown yeah. here. Man, I'm killing your podcast. There we go. <laughs> no, you're just making work. Gotta... All right. So um, dealing with select sports and dealing with select basketball, obviously sub select basketball is not the only one. So I don't want to ask it in that sense. But when kids have to go to almost one sport, because if you're not active on those teams to get you to the next level, you're missing out. How hard is that? compared to what you had to grow with. Obviously at C2 school, they need everybody that can yeah. play a sport. They don't they don't yep. want you to hold back on baseball because you're all basketball. Uh you know, having having a son of my own now, uh the select sports I don't quite understand how you did it. Um and it, it's very hard from a coach's standpoint when when I was with this group, right? We went all year round. Um, and to get out of that mindset of, uh, always what's going on here, bud. Can you go sit over there? Can you go sit over there? Okay. <laughs> um, always, you know, my mindset with you was I want you in a gym 24 seven. I always want to be coaching. You always want you playing basketball, but it was so important, uh, for me growing up to have baseball in the summer. I had football in the fall. I had 
basketball in the winter and I had track in the spring. Like that was it. There was, we played a few tournaments in the summer. Um, and I, I truly do believe in the burnout that's happening with kids. Uh, and with the group that I have now, we haven't done summers. And I've also started to just think to myself, no, you know what? We don't need to practice tonight. We really don't. Uh, you, we don't have to play six games in a weekend anymore. You guys need to have time as kids. You need to have time away from the sport. So when you're talking about having an outlet outside of it, uh, I think as parents, we need to remember that too, right? Um, we're so hyper-focused on our kids of wanting to succeed in, in athletics, any sports, whatever they're doing, that they just need to be hyper-focused on all the time. No, like we, you got to have another life, right? You have to have that love, but you also have to have just some time outside of it too. Well, and what what do you feel? I mean, Q, you're, it took a little bit to understand that there were sacrifices that you had to give. What were some of those things that you remember so far in your three years of high school that, you know, maybe you're like, man, I, I wish I would, I wish I could have, but some kids don't understand it as sacrifice when you're just dedicated to what you're working on. Most of like my freshman, sophomore and my junior year, like my track coach, he, the track coach there, he was always like, you gotta come out for track. You gotta come out for track. And it was like, I was never able to, cause even in junior high, when I was playing for you, I was always gone right away. Like right after basketball season ended, trials are happening two weeks after that, yep. right into games. And like during the Omaha elite thing, I got lucky. I didn't, I wouldn't say it's lucky, but I had, um, I unfortunately right at the end of the state tournament last year, I partially tore my labrum in my right shoulder. So it forced me just to step back, think about what I'm doing and just relax and so it was just nice to have that little break and all my coaches are like you need a break at some point mm -hmm. well i don't know what you read or what you don't read on the internet obviously as as an athlete it is hard to read all articles especially some could be good some could be bad do i get into it do i want to listen but one thing i shared with the fellow coaches that i read last year uh preseason um to concordia was uh they were comparing you to a little bit, just a taller, bigger Isaac Trudet that just came back to Creighton who went to Virginia. Now, when you see those things and you feel like you're in this, you're, you're playing C1, does the Omaha elite help you really feel that? Because that's when I think your competition level turns up to the highest notch that you could possibly go, but you're still able to enjoy your homeschool without feeling like I'm not getting the basketball I need. Well, in my eyes, and this is the way my dad's taught me and you taught me is like every single player doesn't matter what level you are, what class you are. Every single player is a 15 to 18 year old person that you're playing against every single game. So it's just you go out and play your normal basketball game. The biggest thing that I had to hurdle over was just my mind is just I would always get too hyper focused, focus on the details too much. And just wouldn't play the game i just think too much of a one mistake and run away from everything else i just shut down josh i know you could nice talk play. on this one for <laughs> sure because there was times where his teammates even on our team would go well i mean q's the biggest guy here it's super easy what we should do and then we try to do it and it's not what the game plan that we prepared him for and the things so then his overthinking would happen and that's when the mistakes would happen. And then he'd, you know, just down spiral. But it's it's kind of the expectation some people set because they see height, size, age. 
over player versus player, just as he talked about. Yep. Uh, you know, one thing we always preached was next play, right? Yeah. Um, and that's that's something that I had to preach to myself. Uh, if I if I could go back in time, I would uh, definitely be yelling at myself a lot too, because I I saw this a lot of the same things in you. You miss a shot, a little layup, right? First thing you're doing as a tall guy, you're going over some guy's back. You're like, ah, I want that back so bad right now. Um, <laughs> so we, uh, so just seeing that with you, um, and and just, I there's still times I remember watching the the state tournament last year, and uh, you had something had happened, and right away you reached, right? You had made a mistake, and you reached, but I saw in your mind, you're like, I you knew right away. I should I shouldn't have done that next play, that mentality right there, um, and that's something that you're just gonna continue to to have to, you know, try and get better. We we still have the same issues. <laughs> I'm now, 40 years right? old yeah. and I still have <laughs> yeah. it. I, I you know you just you want to, but that's just the perception that everybody gives you. You yeah. want it to be that way. You want it to be great. You want to be the man. And if you're not, then you feel like I'm letting myself down. I'm letting my f- people that follow me. Going through the the whole process between Omaha Elite, being seen at some of the bigger tournaments, and the recruiting process. What do you what what's some of the things you experience and what's some of the things that you can also maybe help one listener, one kid that is currently going through it? Because it's not easy at a young age to have to make this big decision. And especially when there's so much social media that could be involved. And you don't know if it's smoke social media or if it's legit. I mean, there's kids right now that are getting called out and saying, oh, you don't have real offers. Then they come out and play the ball out and they get they continue to get more offers. It's like it's so much mind playing with social media and and you guys as athletes. It sucks. It really does. But the thing that I found that helps me out the most is that when I would go on a visit, I'd most I'd leave my phone majority of the time in the vehicle. And if it was on me, it was because someone was going to text me in the next like hour while I'm there or something. And I just found it most of the time, like I would only follow certain people. Like one person I followed is the next pro account, which posts all about Omaha Elite. I didn't really care about if I got the spotlight or not. I just cared that the rest of my team was getting the spotlight because I'm a team first type of guy, which I try to make sure that my team wins if i have four points the best game that i remember is our game against bennington last year i had four total points and the only and everyone feeds off my energy at concordia so it's just i have to bring the energy every single game and it's like i had four total points that game i the turning point for that game was i got a fast break dunk in the middle of the game we were only up i think it was a tie game at that point too Get fast break dunk. I was just going up for a layup, lost the ball, dunked it. Everyone fed off the energy. It's tough. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> rough. I lost the ball, but don't yeah. worry, I dunked yeah. it. Yep. But so then it was, I just let it all go. And Hold on one second. Your phone's going off, I think. I, I'm pretty sure that is my phone. <laughs> all right. Anyways, so you feed off the energy. You feed off of the the atmosphere, but what was the recruiting part, and and how did these games? Do you remember coaches coming to your high school games more than the Omaha Elite, or there was only one coach that really came to like my high school games, and that was Seward's coach. 
because he was recruiting the class before our point guard, Zach Coolis, and our center, Justin Otten, the person that was playing before me. And so he was mo- at most of our high school games. But like once I start, once I got the offer from Concordia, all the other NAIA schools started to come in and it was like, all right, now I'm starting to pick up tempo. And then once I got to the elite, elite eight here in the pro 16 circuit with Omaha elite, it was, I had one decent game. And then the second game I didn't do as good, but Truman state was the one that was like, all right, we like your play and we just want to keep, we want you to come out and visit Truman state down in Missouri. Does it bother you though? Do you feel like you got enough eyes in the, your own state to see you be a star and see you as a possibility on their team? I think I do. It's more like, I understand most colleges they're looking at the portal right now. That was also the biggest thing me and my dad talked about all the time is that I'm fighting the portal out of anything right now which some coaches are starting to go away from it, but it's still, they're just fight. They're using the portal before that's what happened to my class. And then the COVID year, which really messed up. I was just going to ask what, was there any talk from these coaches about how the COVID year affected them and, and how it could affect you? Yeah, that was one of the other ones that came up a lot when I was talking to coaches, like the coaches that started recruiting me were like, we don't want portal guys. If we had to grab them out of the portal midseason, we'll do it. But they they wanted guys that they can keep for four years and just keep playing all year round. Now, Josh, when you were in high school, what do you remember about just even thinking of possibly going and playing uh, any sport at any level? I mean, I, I think that the the recruiting, I I was gonna kind of ask the question to him how much it's changed, but he probably doesn't remember what it was like. Yeah. Uh, it, for for my days, because Hastings College was a big one for me. Uh, Coach Creech and one of their players would be at a lot of our games, but we didn't have our games streamed, right? Yeah. Uh, and you, if you wanted tape, we'd have to, you'd literally have to like mail uh, a cassette of the <laughs> of the game over to them. Uh, so yeah, recruiting for me was probably way way different than it was for for Quentin. We didn't have and we didn't have the select sports in the summer, so high school games were pretty big for us. Uh, and then being pretty good back in the day, we, we had, you know, quite a few coaches at our games. Um, but it, it's kind of crazy to hear that only Concordia, uh, right. Cause it's Concordia and Seward, right. Is that what it's called? Or, yeah. Concordia Seward. Yeah. Um, that they'd be the only ones that really have been to your games, but it, you don't know how many are watching. Yes. Right? So your games, yeah. how many I've watched. So many games last year, and I'd text your dad. What, what is he doing? What? Why did he do that? <laughs> see, and that, uh, and that's why, like, that's why I love what I do is because anytime I see these kids post video of themselves, they want to get out there. They want to be seen, sharing, yep. interviewing, like just just letting them. Or if I'm at any event, any sporting event, like I'm constantly just getting content on different kids. Um, I think one of my favorite from our group um, is a Caden Bush. Caden Bush um, didn't find his way in basketball as everybody thought he would. Mm-hmm. He's now a stud at football. And just seeing this kid change mentally, like, it's just crazy because you would think his thing was all basketball. But when he found his home, 
I mean, this dude's swole. I mean, yep. Trent Levicki, you guys wouldn't even recognize little Trent. Really? Like, but I share their stuff and just see getting coaches to see it because these aren't the guys that everybody interviews or everybody knows. And that's what I like even about Omaha Elite is you guys took talent from different schools, yep. created a culture that they wanted to be a part of. I went to a lot of the games because Kendall was playing for um, for Coach Hep. So I got to see a lot of Omaha Elite. I didn't get to see a lot of you because, like you said, you were injured. But just seeing that culture, what what would you best describe the culture difference from a Concordia to your Omaha Elite? And what was a similarity that kept you feeling like you're at home? The biggest similarity from both of them is just like the brotherhood. Like we could just mess around and we would all, as soon as we stepped in between lines, we meant business. Like we didn't care who you were. We were going to play with all our power. It doesn't matter who you were. The difference was, is that like, there was a little bit of a difference because I was all the way out here in Concord at Concordia during the day where they're at like a public school down in Omaha, Omaha North or central or area like that. So there was a little bit of a difference there when I first started playing there. But once but once we all started hanging out more, it was like during the during our games off, we would just hang out at random places in the different cities that we were at. And I, and I think like people don't understand those importance of those trips. Yes, like Josh said, it is a lot because you're basketball all the time. But those are the memories. Now, don't get me wrong. You remember you guys went in the next pro, the first one in, in Nebraska. So you'll remember that. But before that, the losses, you'll never remember, or and you'll remember those moments. Where was your favorite place to play that you got to travel so far? So far, I would say down in Vegas. It was The schools that we played in were super nice. Like, they were just different from here. Just the size of the gyms that we played in and all of the different styles of school that you would see. And just like the atmosphere down there at like nighttime when we were, we didn't stay on this trip. Like most of my team did. We stayed off the strip, but we were right next to the giant sphere while they were building it. That's so awesome. we could, we could see like all the LEDs going from our hotel room and all that fun stuff. But when we just went down there, it was just different. That's the thing that I loved about, I love about AU basketball is that we can just go out and see different things. Cause to be honest, if I wasn't playing AAU basketball, I'd probably have never gone down to Vegas for a second time. Yeah, I, I think it's that travel, Josh. I don't know if you got to travel when you were a young kid. I only traveled because I was an Air Force brat. I never really got to travel for sports. Did you ever get to travel out of, out of the small? Didn't even get out of the state. Oh, we man. We went out of the state. It was South Dakota. Um, no, so what, 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 you guys are, what you guys got to do, I followed you guys a lot. Uh, it, uh, the style of, I kind of wanted to ask uh, the question. So the styles of Concordia basketball compared to, uh, Omaha elite, how, how does, how did this summer prepare you for college for what you're going into at Truman state? Does it translate into the style that you're playing at Truman state? Um, or, or what did you think you picked up playing for elite? That's going to help you, uh, at, at Truman. The best thing that I picked up from Omaha Elite is just the ability like to combine with a bunch of different people from different backgrounds and just be able to play with whoever you can. And the best part about like Omaha Elite, I didn't have to be the guy every single game that's that came out and was like had a certain amount of points or had a certain amount of rebounds every game. Like my coach would say, All right, here's our top four guys. I expect you guys to perform every game. 
but it wouldn't be like I had had 20 points every single game. He just like, you just got to play this way. And if we lose, we lose. But if we lose and it's something you guys could have controlled, it's your, it's on you guys. But as soon as if it was like a loss, like he didn't call a play right or something, he, he owned up to it. Yep. Like I remember my sophomore years, the summer of my sophomore year, we were down in Kansas city. I think we were playing in a tournament. One of the parents gets ejected. He gets ejected and he go. And I think we still go on to win this game, but he, he comes up into front of all the parents, all the players and said, sorry, gave us all an apology because he knows that he wouldn't want us to do that. So he owned up to it. And that's just the thing is that I wanted a coach exactly like that and exactly like you upfront, honest. And that's what I felt. Every coach I talked to was upfront and honest with me. It's just, I felt that connection to the Truman state coach, the best from like Archie or you, cause it was, he was a little bit of both like your energy and Archie's strictness. And it just felt like a perfect fit for me. Well, and that's what everybody says is a feel like home comfortability. Now on campus, how did you feel in the smaller? Did you feel like it felt like a Concordia as far as size wise compared to some of the places that you've been at? It felt a little bit bigger, but it was like one of those things. Once I get into like my direct major that I'll be in, it'll be a specific like 25 kids to a class, which I'm used to. It's like, then you get the one-on-one teachers and it's super nice to be around a school like that. See, and I think sometimes when you are an athlete, you can stick to those morals that you've already been showing and go like, Hey, I know I still got to get that academic side or you can go the complete opposite and go, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's great. I'll I'll get that easy degree. What are you hoping to get from there? And and what was the thing that really grabbed you to say, this is my college. This is where I want home. The one thing that really grabbed me to say Truman State's the place I wanted to go is that all their players, like they, I think their coach may or may not have, I don't know. So I'm not going to say rumors, but (laughs) every single one of them came up to me, like even out in the, even out in like the campus area while they were out walking around, they came up and said hi to me. And if they didn't see me out there, they came into the gym because they had a workout right after my visit. So then they came up and said hi to me there. And like, they didn't care that what their dorm room looked like. And so they said, all right, come up and look at the dorm room because that's probably one of the bigger things is where you're going to be staying for mm-hmm. like the next three or four years or however long you're there. And that was one of the things. And they were just straight up honest. Like all their players were straight up honest. They were straight up honest. It was just a fun environment to be at. Well, and, and you know, you're making this decision before the basketball season. How does that help you? have a better senior year for Concordia and how do teammates try to help rise that year to know that, Hey, he's, he's here. He wants to go out with a bang. It's like most of the time, like our starting five right now that we don't know who our starting five is, but like, as the groups talk, like we kind of know who our starting five is like our starting five all hung out at my buddy's house all summer, just had fun. And it was like, we didn't care what was happening, who does what. We just free flowing and hope that the games go the way we hope they do. Did it? Is it easing your season though, so you don't have to think about what I'm going to do next next level? Oh, 100. percent It's just the, it's one of the best things. Just not having that weight on your shoulders. It's like, because if I had to make this decision during the basketball season, I don't think I'd be able to make it. And which is a bigger thing is like that 
time frame. This is like one of the besides when I used to work at Casey's, I it's like they give you a time frame. This is kind of one they want to know what's happening. It's just that time frame. I said I wanted to go to a game before the season started, but I was like, I think I know exactly where I'm going. And I'm just like, I want to get this done because it's starting to get a little bit stressful. I don't want to step on your shoes no, with the question you're here. good. Uh, but I, I kind of want to ask this one just because with, with my recruiting was a lot different. Because Well, I mean, I didn't start my, until my senior year. Do you feel – so it sounds like you feel 100% with Truman State, right? Yeah. But is there part of you that wonders, if I did play this senior year, would I get looks from other D2 schools or maybe a D1 school? Does that go through your mind at all? Or are you just so excited that you have it done over with that – you can focus on high school basketball and bring the state championship to Concordia, maybe, huh? Like, uh, so our AAU coach, he's been in the he's been in the basketball spotlight for a while, like from OSA to taking a few years off to running his own program now. You know, he was the head coach when I was at high school, right? Yeah, at Omaha South. So I know <laughs> Coach awesome. Archie for yeah. a long. Do you know Coach time. Hook? Uh, he sounds familiar. He was at Millard West. I think. Okay. Not as good as Archie. Archie, I knew from South. He, uh, like I, when I had him on the show about a couple months ago, the best part about him is the moment that I shared with him because I obviously I got to talk to Coach Woodard from Bellevue West as well when he retired. I said, you know, the one thing I remember about South is when we went into Bellevue West, they were undefeated, and just the confidence that Archie put in those kids to beat a team that was undefeated shouldn't have even been where they were. You can't make that stuff up. You can't make that, like you said, the feeling that a coach gives you through the process. He, the best part about like playing for Archie was that uh, my freshman year, like my freshman year, right after high school, I lost about 20 pounds. Like at the start of freshman year, I was weighing 300 pounds. So I lost about 20 pounds just from the basketball season. So most of my freshman year was relearning the basics, just losing more weight. And so when, but he, sat me down in his like uh, because we practiced down at the south like 24th and pratt way down there my first year and so he sat me down not his office but he knew people there so we sat in one of the offices and he just said i'm not going to guarantee you anything but if you keep on the path and trust the process and trust my coaching i think you can get some get to some places really easily and that's why i did and he he never promised it, but I knew that was pretty much his promise, and I knew trusting him it would work out in the end. See, and Josh, you you're obviously coaching, but you have kids. You know your son. How does like finding those right people feel to you? And and do you feel like you're gonna still coach and be the dad coach, or do you feel like you might be able to relinquish that and see where he can develop with? You saying with Brooks? Yeah. Uh, I've thought about this a lot. I, if I find the right coach, um, if I find the right person to, to coach my son, I think I'll be able to step back and just be dad, be dad. Uh, I, I have a few times this summer, some of my kids, uh, played in some tournaments and I sat on the, the, in the bleachers. Uh, so I don't think I'll be that guy. I don't know if I'll be able to sit in the stands. Uh, I'll have to find somewhere, somewhere just nice and quiet to sit. Uh, but I, I hope that I'm able to just sit back someday and, and watch him grow and, but do something that he loves. I think that's one thing that 
uh, is happens too much. I see too much right now. Is kids just getting pushed and pushed and pushed? Do they really love it? Uh, if he doesn't love basketball, if he wants there's to, golf. Dad there's loves golf. golf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if we he wants find time to play with each other, <laughs> I know, right? uh, if he wants to ride tractors, if he wants to be a farmer, hey, just do what you love, right? So uh, that's why I'm excited that for you is. It seems like you found somewhere you want love. You want to go. Uh, you're doing what you love, uh, and makes me feel good inside. Because when you walked into that gym that day, I, I felt like this kid's got potential, um, and it it just blows my mind that there were uh, other coaches that didn't think that. But I'm, I'm very grateful and very happy, and and I feel like we're pretty dang lucky to very have, much so have met you and had you with us for a while. And that's what I like is is. You know, when your former athletes act like they're older than they are. Yes. Wiser than they are. Q could have easily ignored us any day he wanted to. And we would have accepted it. We would have been like, we know he's off on his own journey. Yep. But every time I see him, and, and that credits to your parents. Your parents have obviously done the right things. I got you, my guy. I got you. I got you. Dad's so far over there. I got you. Um, but your parents did the right thing. They've obviously prepared you. What do you feel like you want to leave for your last year at Concordia for them to remember Q? And what is Truman State getting from Q? Yeah. The probably the best thing, and it's honestly helped with me because there's been some struggles in my personal life, like you know, and you probably know. Like, the best thing is, like, now since our academy's up there, like, you just see the little kids running around. And it's, like, whenever they see me, I went into their I went to their gym because they t- took some boxes from the mezzanine that we use for workouts. And every single one of them just came running up to me and just gave me high fives. And it's, like, it's nice to know that there's little kids that look up to me even though I'm in high school. And I may not think that I'm, like, some of these bigger names in high school basketball. But it just feels nice to feel that people know who you are and don't care about like I I am like a big name at Concordia just because of what I've been doing. But I just know that there's other kids that look up to me and they can see now that even though you go to a C1 school, you can play Division two, Division one basketball easily. It's man, that hits home to me yeah. because I, you know, this gear I'm wearing South Dakota State. I just Unfortunately, this was all planned on the last minute, but someone I interviewed was a Will Kyle from Bellevue West. He wasn't in the limelight because you had Chucky. Well-deserved. He wasn't in the limelight, but he went up to South Dakota State, started as a freshman, grew his own name, his own brand, and now, I mean, he's competing against, you know, some of the some of the good tall ones i mean there there was a 710 guy that he went up again or seven seven four guy sorry i know it's 710 he's 610 <laughs> yeah. sorry that's yeah. why 10 yeah. but he was seven four and just watching this freshman develop and then after the game was the moment that makes me remember what you're saying and, and the thing that you remember all these little kids mm-hmm. going up to him and to them he's a huge giant mm-hmm. But he's a smiley face. He's someone that knows that these kids could eventually just know who he is and what he does and and how important he was at that time of their life. So for you to say the impact that you're wanting to do on that, 
that's amazing. Now you're going to go down to college. What are you hoping to bring down there? And and how has what you've learned made that decision for you? Well, the first thing is always to win a championship somewhere. And it's, I just want to bring down a competitive nature to where they're like, all right, he's he may be a freshman, but he's willing to compete against everybody, which you've known me to do most of my life. But it's also just I want to be down there and have a not not like a good time, like normal college, but just have a good time, just be my own person, just do what I want to do. Because like the past few years, it's just been basketball, basketball, basketball. I never got to do what I wanted to do all the time. Yeah, and I, I think those are the things some kids might forget or parents. You know, one thing Q shared with me was just even a simple thing is homecoming. You know, sports if you get injured at a sport could ruin other activities. Mm -hmm. We've both seen Q go through a lot of knee issues, growth stuff like, you know, those things impact mentally, physically. Um, obviously we've seen you grow from this guy that I would call big country, mm -hmm. but now you're the skinny big country because you just, you grew into your body. You knew that you had to get faster, quicker. And I think the one thing that I really enjoyed watching Q when, when he played as he grew, as he grew is just the, when coach Josh says rim to rim and you see this kid, not afraid to just go rim to rim to rim. It, it's, like he could have given up anytime he could have stopped anytime, but just seeing that growth from the day one, when you came to us and, and obviously seeing that the Omaha elite, I appreciate you letting us be a part of your story. I, I feel this was an honor to share that you're going to Truman state, but Josh, I appreciate you joining us because like you said, without you, this kid, I would have never met. I would have never known. I would have never grown with him uh, as, as a coach, but also just as a person, just seeing of, how you can be the tallest you want to be, but you still have a teddy bear mentality that has grown into the pissed off player that coach Josh would ask for sometimes where you just have to get pissed. Let's so switch. Don't be afraid to raise those kids right. Because here's a great version of where he was a big, nice guy. He can be nice, but when that basketball court comes to his calling, he knows what he has to turn that switch and if this story can reach one player, one parent, that's all that matters. And once again, this is a Herd At production of Wired Access Podcast with Q, who is going to Truman State. He's made the announcement, and we're going to be watching, I tell you. And I appreciate Josh Luth joining us, and we'll see you next time.